0: meet yourself.
1: This meeting is being recorded.
0: And, uh, then you'll be able to share. Uh, good morning, sir. I can see you. Good morning. Good morning, Apostle. How you doing? I'm doing well, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, it's your turn
1: now. i am backing off and you take off. All right. God bless. Uh, yes, Thank you. Thank you, Apostle. All right. Good morning. Greater to go to Life Center. Thank you, Apostle, for this opportunity to minister. Uh, I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles, if you would, to 2 um, uh, Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1, and uh, I'm going to read verses 3 and 4. Um, today I want to talk about, um, Apostle used the word transforming, one of the words he used. I want to talk about transforming to the powers we have. Transforming to the powers we have. And um, here in 2 in, in Peter chapter 1 and verse uh, 3, uh, this is out of the Amplified Bible. It says, for his divine power has bestowed upon us all things that are requisite and suited to life and godliness through the full personal knowledge of him who is called by us and to his own glory and excellence virtue. And then verse four, by, by means of these, he has bestowed on us his precious and exceedingly great promises so that through them you may escape by flight the moral decay and rottenness and, and corruption that is in the world because of covetousness, lust, and greed, and become sharers, partakers of the divine nature. And I was meditating, I had um, I written the word uh, power, uh, actually accidentally typed the word powers, plural. And as I thought about it, I said, yeah, we have been given powers. And so we want to meditate this morning on transforming to the powers, plural, that we have. And this verse talks about His divine power has bestowed upon us all things that we need for life and for godliness. So he's given us the plurality of powers that we need to go about doing his work and carrying out the assignment that he's given us. Uh, Also, I'm going to go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 4. I have several scriptures, so uh, just uh, flow with us and uh, you you can write them down. But 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 20. And here, uh, this is the New Living Translation, First Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 20. It says, for the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. It is living by God's power. And so God wants us to live in his power. Uh, what I'm calling, he wants us to live a, a, a power-filled life, a lifestyle of power. And then also in Matthew chapter 22, so we continue to move on, Matthew uh, 22, and in verse 29, and this is in the King James Version, Matthew 22 and verse 29, uh, Jesus is saying in this scenario, he says, Jesus answered and said unto them, ye do err, or error, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. And so God wants us to know two things here. He wants us to know the scriptures and he wants us to know his power. Hallelujah. This word power is the word, the Greek word uh, dynamis, um, which means force and specifically mir- miraculous power or by implication of miracle itself. And so God wants us to, to know not only the scriptures, and yes, the scriptures are very important. That's one of the power that he's given us, but also to know his power. Hallelujah. To walk in his power here on the earth. Uh, The other point I want to share with you as you go to Psalm 62 is that many people in the Bible celebrated the revelation that God is the unconquerable source of power against enemies and earthly rulers. God is the unconquerable or invincible source of power against enemies and earthly rulers. Simply said, God is the source of power. So if you look with me in Psalm 62 in verse 11, this is out of the King James Version, Psalm 62. It says, God has spoken once, and this is one of the, one of the writers, David, saying, God has spoken once, twice I have heard this, that power belongeth unto God. Hallelujah. Power belongeth unto God. Glory mm-hmm. to God. Power belongeth to God. It's, to say that to yourself, power belongs to God. So this was one of the ones that celebrated uh, that power belongs to God. He realized the ultimate source of power. Also, if you go to Jeremiah, Jeremiah had a uh, a testimony about the power of God. Jeremiah number chapter 32. Jeremiah 32. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 32. So David said, uh, God, is, God is a source of power. That power belongs to God. Power comes from God. He is a source of power. Here in Jeremiah 32 and verse 17, it says, Alas, and this is how they amplify it, Alas, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard or too wonderful for you. Hallelujah. And this is Jeremiah approaching the throne of God. And what a way to approach the throne of God. He's coming before God and saying, you made the heavens, you made the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. And then he comes with this faith that there is nothing too hard. And the amplifier says there's nothing too hard or too wonderful for you. Hallelujah. The message Bible says there is nothing you can't do. So he's establishing his faith on the power of God. And that power is available for his situation. Hallelujah. Go with me down to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. So these are ones that have celebrated God's power. We saw that David celebrated God's power. Jeremiah celebrated God's power. And there are others, John and others. We won't take the time to look at those. But there are many in the Bible that celebrated God's power. So that's one of the things that we can incorporate into our lives. Is beginning to celebrate God's power and over our lives and over our situation and over those around us, that there is nothing, God, you can't do. Nothing for our ministry you can't do. There's nothing too hard or too wonderful for you to do. And he's looking for us to, to partner and to transform our minds to that power that he's placed on the inside of us. Glory to God. Now, over here in Matthew chapter 9 and verse uh, 8, this is going to be out of the King James Bible. Uh, It says, but when the multitude saw it and they saw this miracle, it says that they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. Hallelujah. They marveled and glorified God who had given such power to men. And as I thought about that, I thought that people, people are looking for power. Not only are people looking for power, but God is wanting to partner with people to see his power released on earth. Hallelujah. So people are looking for power. So they marvel, They glorified God. So the people glorified God. They celebrated God. They had given such power uh, to men to see miracles and see a healing happen in this situation with a man who had been paralyzed. Uh, the Message Bible says that God authorized Jesus to work among them in this way. And so they were celebrating this power. Now, this power is exousia, which is, which is uh, uh, authority. Uh, delegated uh, authority and uh, and influence and force. And so they celebrated God had given this power, this influence uh, among men. And God is looking for other partners who will partner with him uh, to to carry out and to release his power here on the earth. Glory to God. Uh, go with me now to uh, Genesis chapter 32. Genesis chapter 32. Uh, and I'm looking at this in the Amplified Bible. And here's another point uh, about power. And and the point I want to make here is that it's prominent that as we pursue a personal relationship with the Father, we position ourselves to receive his power. As we pursue a personal relationship with the Father, we position ourselves to receive his power. One more time, as we pursue a, a personal relationship with him, We position ourselves to receive his power. If you look with me in Genesis 32 and uh, verse 26 through 28, Genesis 32, and starting at verse 26, I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Bible. And this is Jacob. And uh, here in verse 26 in the Amplified, it says, then he said, let me go for day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you declare a blessing upon me. Verse 27, the man asked him, What is your name? And in shock of realization, whispering, he said, Jacob, which is supplanter, schemer, trickster, swindler. That's who Jacob was. Verse 28, and he said, Your name shall no more be called Jacob, supplanter, but Israel, contender with God, for you have contended and have and have power with God and with men, and have prevailed. So first thing I want you to notice here is that uh, Ab- uh, that Jacob had wrestled with this, with this angel from the Lord, and God allowed Jacob to prevail. But we know at the end he had a limp, uh, and that was reminded to continue to depend upon God. But the point I want to say here is that we must pursue a personal relationship. And so, uh, if you will, um, Jacob's granddaddy, Abraham, had a relationship with God, and his father, His dad, Isaac, had a relationship with God and forged a relationship, but Jacob could not ride on their coattails. Each generation had to pursue personal relationship to receive his power. And so Jacob gets into this uh, encounter with with God or with the representative of God, and he's saying, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Yes, Abraham was blessed. Yes, my my, my dad, uh, Isaac, was blessed. But I need your blessings for me, and so to receive His power, we gotta uh, actively and and with a deep hunger pursue a relationship with the Father, and that's what how Jesus operated. That's a passage the apostles from time to time how Jesus was working with with the Father. They were they were in working together in tandem, and so we have to pursue that personal relationship with God to to receive that power that God wants to release to us. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to move on. Um, I want to talk, if you go with me to Exodus chapter 9, uh, God reveals two purposes of his power. Two purposes of his power here in Exodus chapter 9. And We're going to start at verse 13. Father God reveals two purposes of his power in Exodus chapter 9 and then in verse 13. Uh, the first purpose of his power is to demonstrate or display his power against his enemies. And then the second purpose of his power is to exalt his name in all the earth. Here in Exodus chapter nine and verse 13, I'm gonna read out the amplified. It says, then the Lord said to Moses, rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh and say to him, thus says the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, let my people go that they may serve me. Verse 14, for this time I will send all my plagues upon your heart and your servants and your people that you may recognize and know that there is none like me in all the earth. Verse 15, for by now I could have put forth my hand and struck you and your people with pestilence and you would have been cut off from the earth. So he could have been destroyed way back from the beginning. But verse 16, but for this very purpose, I have let you live, Pharaoh, that I may show you my power and that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. So God wants individuals as well as the world to see his power being demonstrated on the earth. And so again, he reveals two purposes of his power to demonstrate against the enemies. The power is against the enemy. Sickness is an enemy. Poverty is an enemy. Depression is an enemy. He wants to release his power, demonstrate his power against all enemies. And then also to glorify, to exalt his name on the earth, that his name may be glorified In all the earth. Hallelujah. We want to see how great he is and how powerful he is. Glory to God. Now, one of the powers I want to share with us, if you go with me to Hebrews chapter 4, this one I was just alluding to earlier, in Hebrews chapter 4, one power we've been given is the power of the word of God. We've been blessed with God's powerful word. And again, we're talking about transforming to the powers, plural, that we have. So one power we've been given is the power of God's word. In Hebrews chapter four and verse 12, in the New Living Translation, it says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. Hallelujah. He's given us his powerful word, not a weak word, but a powerful word. And it goes on to say, it is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between the soul and spirit, between joints and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and our desires. So we've been given this powerful word. Um, I think the amplifier says it's active and it's it's operative and it's effective, it's, it's effectual. So God's word works. And so what we have in our hands, what we're holding is one of the power resources that he's given us. He's given us the power of his word to not only transform our lives, but to transform the situations of God around us. So we're yoked up with and empowered with the word of God which is powerful to bring changes here on the earth. Glory to God. So we got to thank God for one of the powers that we have. Is we have the power of the word of God. We've been blessed with this powerful word. It's, in our, it's sitting in our laps. It's, it's available to us 24-7. We have his powerful word to, to, to go to work on our behalf. Glory to God. So thank God for the power of his word. That's one of the powers that we've been given. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you for your word. Now, another power I want to share with us, if you go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Not only do we have the power of God's word, and not only do we recognize it and celebrate that He's the source of all power, but here's another power that He's given us in Deuteronomy chapter 8 and uh, verse 17. Uh, he's given us the power to get wealth. So in Deuteronomy 8 and verse 17, it says uh, Beware, lest you say in your mind and heart, my power and my might of my hand have have gotten me this wealth." Verse uh, 18, but you shall earnestly remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. So again, he says, remember that it's God that gives us the power to get wealth. So that's one of the powers that's that's in our bag, if you will. He's given us his word. He's also given us the power to get wealth. So this is something that we have that we can release here on the earth. So uh, notice again that this power to get wealth comes from God, not our power. Notice he says in verse 17, uh, beware unless you say in your mind and heart that, that I got this wealth. But we must remember that it is God who's given us the power to get wealth. Glory to God. So we have the power to get wealth. Hallelujah. So this is everything that pertains to life and godliness. We have power to get wealth. Now go with me to James chapter 5, just another power that we have. We have what I'm going to call prayer power. Hallelujah. Prayer power, the power of prayer. Prayer to help release the power of God that's needed in adverse situations. We have prayer power, glory to God. We have his word. Hallelujah. And we have the power to get wealth. And here in James chapter 5, we have prayer power. In James chapter 5 and Amplified, it says, confess to one another, in verse 16, confess to one another your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, and pray also for one another that you also may be, that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. And the last part is a key part, the, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man, and Amplified says, makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Hallelujah. So we have the power of prayer. Hallelujah. There's nothing, uh, it says, the Bible says pray about anything, everything. Whatever you have a, a conflict with, we can pray about it. And here it says, the uh, righteous man uh, makes tremendous uh, power available. The prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available to us in its dynamic and its working, so we can put the power of prayer on whatever situation that we have. So these are the powers that we have been given. Glory to God. Now let me talk about another power with you. If you go with me to Proverbs chapter 18, Proverbs uh, uh, chapter 18 here's another power that we've been given that we can use and activate and release here on the earth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Proverbs 18. We've been given the power of words. Proverbs 18 and verse 21. We've been given a power of words. And here in 18 and Proverbs 18, 21 in the Amplified Bible, it's a familiar passage. It says death and life are in the power of the tongue. (laughs) They're in the power of the tongue and they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it. And it says here in the Amplified, for life, for death, or life. Hallelujah. So death and life are in the power of the tongue. And as I meditate on it, uh, I realize that we must take inventory of our words because I, I, we have been given the power of words from God. Oh, what power we have. What a difference our words can make in our lives. Hallelujah. So we've got to take inventory of our words. And I reflected on how those 12 spies Saw the same real estate. Ten gave a negative report. They spoke a negative report, said we can't do it, and two said we could do it. Those ten gave a negative report, and so they they spoke defeat, uh, and they complained. So that uh, that negative report, everybody looking at the same situation, but ten spoke defeat, and and began to complain, whereas two said we're well able to to take the land, and they they spoke positive words. They spoke. Faith-filled words, they spoke life words, and and 10 spoke death words. And so it had me wondering if where we're living, if the majority, 10 out of 12 people are speaking negative, giving bad reports, giving negative talk, giving no blessing, no favor, no encouragement, nothing being given due to a lack of knowledge of being able to use the power of our words, hallelujah. So the minority may be the only, two out of the 10 may be the only ones speaking faith-filled words and speaking life-giving words as we go uh, in our about our day and go uh, seeking to have an influence in the environment around us. And so we've got to be like those two spies that, that are speaking faith-filled words every day, speaking around us that we're well able to do it. It's a power that's been given to us by God. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, both of them. And we can, uh, we'll eat the fruit of it either for death or for life, the Amplified Bible says. Lord to God. Hallelujah. So we got to watch our words and take inventory of our words. Uh, another power we have uh, is in John chapter one. Another power we have, Lord to God. We have the power to become the children of God. Hallelujah. If you go with me to John chapter one and verse 12, I'm beginning to wind down. John chapter 1 and verse 12 in the Amplified Bible. John chapter 1, we have the power. Here's another power that we have as we transform to to these powers that we have. We have the power to become children of God. Here in Amplified John 1 and verse 12, it says, But as to many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the authority, the power, the privilege, the right to become the children of God. That is, to so those who believe in, adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name. He gave us that power, Lord to God. I like the way the Message Bible says. Part of it, it says here, those who believe and want him, he made them to be their true child of God." selves. Hallelujah. So our real identity is to be a, is to be a child of God. And so those of us who want and those of us who believe, he gives us the power to become the, our true child of God's cells. That's our real identity. We are made to be children of God, the most high God. That's our identity. The world will try to put its identity on us. and The flesh will try to put its identity on us. But I love the way the message Bible says he made us to be our true child of God's selves. That's who we're really made to be. So that's one of the powers that we have. We have a power to become the children of God, the child of God, and walk in that identity here on the earth. Glory to God, like Jesus did. Another power we have, if you go with me to uh, Acts chapter 1. <laughs> Acts chapter 1. We have been given the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The power of the Holy Spirit to do the works of Jesus. Acts chapter 1. From Another familiar passage of scripture. Acts chapter 1. And we look at verse 8. And look at this in the Amplified Bible. So another power we've been, we've been given is the power of the Holy Spirit and that power is to do the works of Jesus. In Acts chapter one and verse eight, it says here in Jesus is talking, he says, but you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea, and in Samaria and to the ends, the very bounds of the earth, hallelujah. And so he's given us all to be his witnesses. This word, this Greek word for power is dunamis, uh, which is miraculous power. So we've been equipped, we've been given miraculous power uh, to go and see God's work, to see his power being released here on the earth. We're not gonna go here, but in Acts 10 and 38, it's talked about how God and only Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good healing all who were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. So again, that's dunamis power. And so after he was anointed, he was ready for action. And Jesus said, we'll receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon us. So we have Holy Spirit power. So that's another power we can declare over ourselves. I have Holy Spirit power. We've been given Holy Spirit power, glory to God. Hallelujah. Let me give another power, again, to wrap up here. Uh, another power, we've been given uh the power of the name of Jesus, hallelujah, the power of the name of Jesus, Lord to God, go with me to Luke chapter 10, and we're going to look at verse 17, we've been given the all-powerful name of Jesus, Lord to God, the all-powerful name of Jesus, we've been given that power, in Luke chapter 10, and we're going to uh, look at verse 17 and 18. It says here in Luke 10, and then I'm going to read out the New Living Translation, verse 17. When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to the Lord, uh, reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Hallelujah. The demons. So they were amazed. They were, they were rejoicing. The demons uh, obey us when we use your name. And then uh, verse 18. Yes, he told them. I saw Satan falling, uh, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. And verse 19, look, I have given you authority or power over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk upon snakes and upon scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. We've been given the all-powerful name of Jesus. When we put our faith in it in that name, we can use that name to bring healing, to bring deliverance, to set the captives free. So that's another power as we go about our day. We we have the power of his name to, to do his works here on the earth, to use on Jesus' behalf. Again, we've been given the all-powerful name of Jesus to use on his behalf. Hallelujah. So we have the name of Jesus. Somebody say, I've been given the power of the name of Jesus to yourself, Lord to God. We thank you, Father, for that power that you've given us. Hallelujah. Let me give you uh, one or two more. I'm going to wrap up. Uh, go with me to 1 uh, uh, Corinthians chapter 7. Here's just another power. We've been given power over our will. The human will was given to man by God. So we have will power. Will power. So here in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, in verse uh, 37, it says, Nevertheless, and this is the King James, nevertheless, he that standeth steadfast in his heart, Having no necessity, and of course, it's talking about the context of marriage. But but here's the principle that we left out. He says, "But has power over his own will, power over his own will, and has so decreed in his heart that he would keep his virgin, do as well." But here it says, "Here he has power over his own will." So we've been given power over our will. The the, the human will has been given to us by God, and so we have will power. So we can will to believe, we can will to achieve. We've given we've been given willpower to go forth and to and to uh, to do things on behalf of God. We can use that willpower for good, and that's what that's why God gave it to us to use it for good. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've been also given uh, power here, uh, power, love, and a sound mind. In uh, 2 Timothy 1 and verse 7, here in the Amplified, it says, For God had not given us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craving and cringing and fawning fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. Hallelujah. The passing translation said we've been given mighty power. So this is a power we've been given. We don't have a, a spirit of fear. We don't have a power of fear ruling over our lives. We have a power, of a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. So these are powers that we've been given. Power, love, and a sound mind. A well-balanced mind. Discipline and self-control. God has given us these things that pertain to life and, and for Godliness. Hallelujah. Let me close with one more. Um, if you go in Second Corinthians chapter 8, we've been given the power of giving financial seed gifts. We have the power of the seed, and that seed reproduces when planted. Second Corinthians chapter 8, hallelujah. We're going to start at verse 1 of the King James Version. Second Corinthians chapter 8, and it says here, moreover, Brethren, we do you to wit the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, verse two, how that in great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and the deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. And then notice here in verse three, for to their power, I bear record and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves in verse four, praying with us much entreated that we would receive the gift and take up on us the fellowship of ministering to the saints. And so we've been given the power of, of giving financial seed gifts as ministry. We have the power of seed to plant because it reproduces when it is planted. And so God has given us this power. So these are some of the powers that God has given us to release upon the earth, to carry out his assignment, uh, to do his will, here on the earth. He's looking for those who are partnering with him and that will transform ourselves to understand his power and to release his power here on the earth. If you're mind, we'll just close with a moment of prayer and then we'll turn it back over to Apostle. Father, we just thank you so much for reminding us, encouraging us with the powers that you've given us. Holy Spirit, we ask you to help us to transform our our minds and our thinking to, uh, to release these powers, these and other powers that you've given us that we'll go forth every day, recognizing that we are power packed, that we can go and release miracle powers, powers of our word and powers of our will, powers of our seed. Go forth as Jesus did, go about doing good, healing all who are oppressed of the devil because you're with us. We thank you for your presence. We hunger for that personal relationship with you so that we can be like Jacob, that we'll have your power in our own personal walk with you and we'll see you be glorified through our lives, and through our example. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you'll minister deeply in our hearts with these words that we shared, and you do only what you can do and transform us. We thank you for our ministry, that there's nothing too hard for you. You are the God of great power. We celebrate you, and we bless you today, and we thank you in advance for what you're doing for us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God, hallelujah. Glory to God, Turn
0: it back over to Apostle. Great job, uh, Pastor David, this morning. Uh, outstanding message, sir. Uh, you given the uh, body of Christ some um, important message for this hour. Uh, it's almost something I'm gonna be teaching this morning at one card ministries, along the same line. Uh, so we're so thankful and grateful. Uh, go over what the pastor has taught this morning. I've took good notes myself. This is so, so very important. Uh, We're going to have to be ready. Uh, Listen to what I'm saying. I feel this presence strong. We're going to have to be high shape. Oh my. We got to be ready, church. Uh, This is no playing game. Uh, We're in a serious moment uh, in the crisis of Christianity. Hear what I just said in the crisis of Christianity, uh, there are going to be more attacks on the church, more attacks on you personally as a believer, and you and I must be ready. These powers that the pastor have uh, laid out this morning, uh, it just, I mean, just plain and understandable, you're going to need to have all of them activated uh, because phew, my, 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 my. There's a whirlwind of attacks Uh, that Satan is setting up against the church, the believers, the pastors, the prophets, the apostles, uh, the teachers, and the evangelists. And we must be ready. Focus on Christ. Get all distractions from your life because you're not going to win if you have too many distractions. What we've heard here today on the powers of Christ, it'll keep us in a position of total victory. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Well, in Christ is in those powers. Christ is the power of God. That's what we receive from him. Uh, just one scripture, then I'm going uh, give you opportunity so this morning again uh uh pastor outstanding message for this hour and um we sh- uh, should be on tv listening to that that's because people not teaching this this kind of stuff not being taught they got so much crap going on and people need to know how to know how to function how to transition and how to stay grounded in christ and you gave us that this morning you gave us those things that we can just stay grounded, stay focused and stay in transition in the power of God. And we understand that Satan will not be able to defeat us. Not one single day. But in the in, in, in just Ephesians, uh, if you're there, Ephesians chapter, whew, I tell you, I feel this glory so strongly this morning. Uh, my, 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 my. You can't talk about the power, don't feel it. <laughs> oh my uh ephesians chapter 20 uh, and it'll sum it up uh, That's the holy spirit give me a sum up scripture on what uh pastor's training us in this morning see i received two uh, notice this now unto him my god in the morning ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 now to him under god see we always got me looking under god now unto god we can look at instead of saying here now to God, who's able to do. You see, now these all these powers now are summed up in God. You see, so we keep looking to God, keep doing those things, and activate those powers, and He's giving us the ability to keep those powers activated. And what I'm saying, uh, in, in 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 verse tw- uh, twenty here uh, is, uh, uh, the, the power to stay activated. See the power to stay activated and continue to do these powers that He shared with us today. Now to Him, now the God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. See that's the summation of all these powers. See according to all the powers that work now under God. Now as you focus on God, you see God. He keeps. These powers are activated and when these powers are activated uh, you begin to dominate and uh, handle things like God wants you to have you begin to uh, move like Jesus would move in that resurrection power and then you begin to see the spirit of God and the supernatural things of God handle things on your behalf because it's you and God working together as a unbeatable supernatural team. See, I, I like the word pastor, partner with God. We want to partner with everybody else, but you need to partner with God because your partner with God will help you partner with everybody else. You understand that about it? Because it's so important that you get a hold of this. But that's the summation scripture. I mean that scripture right there just uh elevates what he said all morning. That power which worketh in us. So it's in us, don't say you ain't got it, but you got to keep it activated through these scriptures that he say, go back and meditate. them, And I'm sure you'll see some great dividends this week in your life. Uh, Well, you have the opportunity